0: Some issues, and I know that you chose me as I got a fever just to see
1: you feeling like a stalker. And didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. Uh so yeah, it's been a while.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I actually just listened to the previous podcast.
1: Was it like a blast from the past? Like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit.
2: It was actually when we were talking about stuff, I was like, Oh, I totally remember talking about that. And the most important thing was I think we're very entertaining.
1: <laughs> it's an like I part. was
2: I was like smiling to myself and like I actually worked slower because I was like concentrating on the podcast. <laughs> 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 so it was, we we're very just distracting as well. <laughs>
1: What was the like what was the best part? I don't remember it. So what was the best part from that last episode?
2: Um well I thought the segment cuz we get into Harry Potter for a bit of time and I just thought it was a very good analysis. Um and there were other things that we talked about that I just thought were funny. Oh, the part where I said cuz so we talked about like how you keep um, bumping into people you don't like. And then I, I said something about how that never happens to me, but it's probably because, like, I'm so unapproachable that people don't even, like, I don't even, like, run into people. The way I said it was a lot funnier. I just thought it was super amusing. <laughs> 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 I was like, wow, I'm so funny. I'm so hilarious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's, like, my biggest fear. Yeah. Like, who, what undesirable person... <laughs> Speaking
2: of, speaking of undesirables, do you want to talk about who you ran into in Hong Kong? Actually, we should just, let's, how about recap? Let's talk about, should we talk about Hong Kong? Since we didn't even podcast when you were
1: here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, yes, a lot has happened since the last episode, (laughs) two months ago. Or, um, yeah, Paige and I... Um, we're actually hanging out in real life. I went back to Hong Kong. Um, yeah, I came back like two weeks ago and, uh, we did not podcast at all.
2: <laughs> I feel like, like, cause before you came, we were like, oh my gosh, we have to podcast. And then when you were here, I don't think either of us mentioned podcasting <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> well, so many things happened, which yeah. was, which was crazy um yeah so yeah i went back to hong kong for the first time in like a year and a half and the first thing i did was go to my old job to see Paige, (laughs) which was hilarious because it was like oh i'm going back to work again it was like it was like it it immediately all came back i felt like a normal day except it was like nighttime which was crazy (laughs) was it was it weird when i was there was it like oh wow we're hanging out like the old days again
2: well, no, because first of all, um, the office is completely different. Yeah, and then you look completely different. So it was like it was like a, a new era. So it was like this. It was like you know that saying where there's they're like, oh, um, you shed your skin every like six years or something, or like you basically. Okay, this is a terrible analogy, <laughs> but kind of okay. But let me just. Prove my point. So it, there's this analogy. It's like you basically shed every six years. You completely shed off all your skin. So you're like a brand new person.
1: Uh, I, I feel like that's totally true in like both our cases. If we just yeah. look back of how we were when we first met. Totally. Yeah.
2: So it was it's kind of felt like that where you were a completely different person. The office is different. So when we met, it didn't feel like the old days because it just isn't anymore.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but everything immediately like clicked though, you know, like oh, it wasn't like, oh shit, but we still, it was still like totally, it was different, but also the same.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, so, you know, I got there, we hung out, we got, we did a typical um, Hong Kong drinking night, just h- hanging out on top of a very tall building, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the next day we had a we we were like the co-hosts with our friend B for the release of our new zine with, oh, yes. with some other zine people. And um yeah, that was that was crazy. Like wow, like we were a party host. That's a I mean if you want to talk about how we were six years ago, I could never imagine doing that before.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I gotta say, I gotta say, I felt super awkward. I'd like okay, so okay, so funnily enough. <laughs> The last episode, we talk about um, how I had this fantasy of performing live and, you know, all these things. But that was like my – my oh, it was like this party would be my farewell party for Hong Kong. Yeah. So in my head, I imagined like – like in my head, I was like a lot more outgoing. I was, uh, you know, very just – had a lot of stage presence and was just, you know, just... It, it's, like, how you would imagine a great party host to be. And none of that happened for me. <laughs> none of it. Like, I mean, I hosted the party, but then I was, like, very... I was so shy. It shocked me how shy I was.
1: You were sh- So you shocked yourself?
2: Yeah, like, because I expected myself... Because, first of all, most of the party goers were my own friends. Like, people I knew and... I'm not shy with you know like on a daily basis, but for some reason once they were there mixed in with a couple people I didn't know I Just had stage fright. I was I was very afraid oh
1: I mean, I think I was like the opposite Yeah,
2: Yeah. you you held you like you okay, so there was a moment where we all like so we all gave a speech I didn't give a speech, but then um, there was like a speech part and Vince, you were the one who, like, you the way you grabbed the mic and, and the way you talked and everything, you were the most, I think, uh, you seemed the most
1: confident out of all of us. Well, you know what? I, I always, you know, actually, you know how they have that saying where, like, people would rather um, die than speak in front of people? Yeah. Like, I've actually never had that fear. Like, I still even think back to, like, when I was in high school, we had to do, like, our, our senior presentation. Like, I wasn't that nervous about it like I think I was more nervous in my head but like actually doing it didn't seem that paralyzing Uh, like people yeah I don't think crowds ever really bothered me I think I think I'm always more nervous which I I told you that night too like I'm just nervous that I don't have anything to say
2: but you had a lot Hmm. to say like also how you said it like you just seemed so sure of yourself and yeah it was just like I I was like, wow, like, I couldn't... And when it was my turn, they were like, do you want to give a speech? I was just like, no, I can't, like...
1: (laughs) I already sang, okay? I already
2: sang for uh, 30... No, like, an hour. (laughs) And also, okay, even the band performance... Like, I'm just... I'm being really critical about myself, but it's kind of, like, I want to use this as, like... um, Like, for the next time, I'll... I'll, Like, it's basically I want to improve myself for the next time I perform. But um, I was... So before the performance in my head I had like planned out I wanted to say stuff between each song and like maybe introduce the song or you know talk about what what the song is about and everything That none of that happened I just sang straight through and then at the end my friends still make fun of me right like for what I said because I basically just mumbled enjoy the rest of your night <laughs> to everyone <laughs> and they thought it was so hilarious And, um, yeah, I was just, like, actually, I was, I was disappointed in myself. (laughs) Ah, the show was awesome, though. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I felt bummed, like, I was just like, oh, that totally wasn't how I wanted it to go, and I could have done more, but at the same time, I felt like I was doing my best, too, so it was weird.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you didn't feel bummed about it, like... I, I thought you did great. I didn't even. I, and honestly, I I didn't even notice that um, you you like mumbled. It, it sounded fine. Everything sounded fine to me. Like I couldn't even tell you were nervous. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I it's just, well. And also, you know what? Like I go to so many shows. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just used to, the band's not talking. Like I go to shows at like the smell. In the pair space and wherever, and then you know, a lot of bands they just perform and get off. Not some bands talk, some don't, but it's not like no one's ever like. I've never been to a show where we're like that band didn't say anything. You know, like no <laughs> one thinks about it. But everyone just focuses on the music, and the music okay. is awesome. So,
2: yeah, maybe that'll be okay. Maybe that'll be like my presence, my stage presence, where I just go and perform and thank the audience and then leave
1: yeah yeah <laughs> like fuck it right i mean yeah yeah but um yeah so we both got to like go up talk to people and the whole the whole party was like in this really cool like event space um kind of like yeah like in diamond hill part of hong kong it was really nice and yeah it was like we had like popcorn and you know balloons and tables and yeah and i, I saw some faces of like people i had forgotten like Beatrix's friend, two friends. Um, they dude Joseph, and then I forgot that other guy's name. Um, the, the Korean dude who lives on Chung Chao. Like both of them, I had met like before, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Oh wow! I've never met them before. Oh well, I had met, um, I like it was like right before I had moved. Um, I had went to like Beatrix's birthday party. At oh a place, yeah, I I I rem- yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't make it that night. So, mm-hmm. but like, I remember I had went with another friend and, and I had met all, like, all the all those other people.
2: Oh, like, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's when the first time I met them. And like, and I, and I saw them again. Was, and like, even the dude Joseph was like, I'm not sure if you remember me. And sometimes I, I don't remember people. But, like, as soon as like, <laughs> you know what's funny? Usually when people, is, when people assume I remember them, I don't remember them. But when he, the first thing he said, I don't know if you remember me, I immediately remembered him. <laughs> So that was really yeah, it was just it's like people, but you when you don't think about them, it's cool. It's cool seeing people like that and you instantly, it instantly clicks again, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's that was pretty rad. And um, yeah, and, and it was it was just a really, really good night of like positive feelings.
2: Yeah, yes, that was undeniable.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, the whole trip was really good. Like, I'll just I'll just speed through it right here, you know. It was just a lot of like Bike riding and and um, you and me we did No Lights No Lycra Dancing in the Dark that was really fun uh, going to Guangzhou and Shenzhen going to see X-Men with you um, just you know catching up with a lot of other friends and just you know man I I have to say Hong Kong is a really really good place I, I'm really happy that I got to live there for a couple years
2: yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's special and honestly I feel like Not just that it's special, but it's also like, I still think it's, it's a tough city. So I think to be able to live here and like, you know, thrive and stuff. I think that's pretty cool.
1: No. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. And I remember like someone asked me like, why, like, why are you going to Hong Kong for your vacation since you've been there? And I'm like, and I was thinking about it and I was like, well, it's the only other place I've ever lived. So it's like, why not go back? It's like, it is like the only other home I've ever had. Besides yeah. LA. So it's like, yeah. and of course i want to miss it. And I, I, I see myself going back every couple years, like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could, I can't, like I can't imagine like just never going back again.
2: Yeah. You like know? why would, I mean,
1: yeah. And like, why not? It's not, <laughs> it's not hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, You know, but my favorite part of the trip was, <laughs> was when we read in Shenzhen. That was like, because you know what? That actually, it changed me because it's been so long that I that I read as an activity. I think it, I told you all this already, but I'm tell, I'll tell it for the podcast. But yeah. like, it's been like, I usually read to pass the time, which mm-hmm. is like not often. Um, so it's been a while where I like, like make time out of my day just to read. And so that day we went, we went to China, and then one of the goals of the day was to find a coffee shop and just sit there and read. And I think we read for about, was it three hours?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and
2: it was just, it was so fun. It, and it was just like, I, I forgot how much I missed that feeling. And now since then, I've actually been like, so every Sunday I ha- I have, I've developed a routine where I go to this Japanese ca- uh, cafe order my lunch and read sit there and read for maybe an hour or two hours or whatever and then yeah it's just like I feel like it because first of all it was it was like a natural de-stressor because so before the trip to China I was telling Vince like I've just been really stressed out like just completely stressed out for a lot of things and I forgot what it was like to just chill and I think having that now in my life, where I just go somewhere and read, that's it's definitely added a chill factor that I really needed.
1: It's it, it it's I'm glad you rediscovered that. Like, I yeah. mean, So much of my trip to Hong Kong was that. I mean, I think one of the times before we hung out, I just went to Cooper Cafe, read for a couple hours. Um, I went to Chow, ran on the beach, and so what Paige and I did was we took the train. Um, to north of Hong Kong with our passports, crossed over to mainland China, to Shenzhen, went to the arts district, um, OTC, right?
2: OCT. OCT,
1: OCT, which is like a full of warehouses and cafes and um, some art galleries. And yeah, we found this really cool um, coffee shop with some bike signs and stuff. And... um, yeah, we just yeah we just we just read there for three we just read there for three hours, and t- it was totally best. I had Harry Potter, you had Game of Thrones. We both had our our fantasy novels with us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it was fun because we would like read and then we'd stop and then like update each other on what we just read and then continue reading. <laughs> yes. and I was just I was like, oh my gosh, it's like it's so like I was like, wow, well, I've never
1: read with somebody,
2: you know, and I was just like that. I was just like I don't know. I loved it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, we should totally do that if you have time when you come to LA.
2: Yeah, um, I totally. Cause uh, I, w- I will read um, Harry Potter. I'll and, borrow it from you.
1: And um, and I'll finish it. Yeah. I, I don't. I live like in the neighborhood with like amazing coffee shops. Everywhere. Oh my gosh! Like just like like oh my like just Saturday alone. So mm-hmm. what I what did I do so on Saturday? I woke up early. I went to this um, this really nice coffee shop, like nice two blocks from where I live. Um, you know, it's it's all rustic looking inside. Got a got a got a vanilla latte. Read Harry Potter for a little bit. Went out to the movie. This was like a me day, so I just went to the movies by myself. Um, saw saw my favorite the favorite movie I, this year um, for the second time, and then I went back to Koreatown and went to another co- coffee shop, so there's literally a coffee shop, it's like root soul. there's coffee shops everywhere and I just and I, and I finished reading Order of the Phoenix there.
2: That sounds like the perfect day.
1: It seriously was.
2: Yeah, like, it. I just feel like I've rediscovered me days, um, where it's like super simple, I just do something for myself and then I'm, I have no plans, or the plans are just really basic, you know? And like, I had a really good day yesterday where it was, yeah, I went I woke up in the afternoon, Skype with my family, and then went to the coffee shop, read, then went for a run, and that was all I did. And, like, actually, I, I should have picked up Spider yesterday. Oh, not yesterday, Sunday. I should have picked him up, but I, I decided not to just because I was like, I don't, well, it's not like I don't need to pick him up, but it's just, like, I could use this time to myself, just have a day.
1: Mama needs her own day.
2: Yeah, actually, yeah. And oh, also because I just went, I just came back from Taiwan.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So so right after I visited Hong Kong, technically, so that was my vacation, but Uh Paige was still home. So your vacation was right after.
2: Yeah. So I went for a three day trip to Taichung, which is where my family's from. Um, and it was, I mean, That trip was... The whole purpose was mostly just, like, relax and not have too many plans and stuff. So we mostly just ate well, uh, walked around, and I got some reading done there, too. Um, But the thing about Taiwan that I was, like, try I was, like, okay, must bring back this energy, was that it was just so... Even when I was anxious... Like, even when I was not anxious, but when I wasn't feeling my best, Mm -hmm. I wasn't stressed out. I was... I was like calm and just relaxed and stuff and I was just like okay I need to bring this back to Hong Kong because I feel like the energy in Hong Kong is so different Every, everyone's just stressed out or everyone's just it's really fast paced so um, yeah so and I think a lot of it is just like realizing you have time to do stuff you
1: Yeah, know? yeah. There's yeah a, there's, there's time time yeah. is not we always feel like there's no time for anything. But if you just take a deep breath and be like, hey, we could do this.
2: Yeah, like seriously. I think my, like before when I was so stressed out, I just felt like there was no time for anything. And like, I was just running out of time constantly. I didn't even have time to sleep, you know? And now it's like, oh, I could delay this because it's it's gonna be fine. Like, it'll be okay. I just give more time to myself, you know, and um, yeah.
1: I feel like we add fake pressure to ourselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean that's the whole essence of being stressed. It's just like, I and I think it really, your environment really does, could affect you if you if you don't like kind of take control of it and you let your environment control you, and so that that for me is one of the harder parts about living in Hong Kong. It's like if you kind of get lost in the in the the chaos and stuff like it's just yeah because I feel like in Hong Kong people like just the little little things people do it's like you don't line up for things I mean not only you don't line up for things you don't have to wait that long for something you know everything's so fast so you start to expect things
1: to come at you
2: at a fast pace and if things are a little bit slower you know like you freak out like the whole thing about closing the elevator door which I do now like I I like cuz before in the states when I went on an elevator and the door didn't you know you just go into the elevator press your floor and just wait for the door to close yeah that's
0: and what and that you was did. just
2: and then that that was just what you did you just I didn't feel anything like I just felt like yeah okay that's life but now in Hong Kong you get into the elevator you press your floor and you immediately you press the the door closing sign button and it's just so weird cuz now I st- yeah like that's what I do because if I feel like I don't push that button I'm wasting time you know and it's just like it's like little things like that where you don't it doesn't seem like a big deal but I feel like it does affect you mentally about how you're like living your life and stuff like that
1: that's funny like actually when I went back to Hong Kong I got some like ruffled some angry huffs when I was into an elevator and I'm right by the like right by the button thingy (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm just like standing there, just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like some lady had to reach over, like, oh, she just pushed it. I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry. I, I forgot. Yeah.
2: Like, I feel like, so right now I'm like, okay, I'm allowing myself to do that here because I'm like, this is the, cu- not, it's just basically it's the culture and this I'm accustomed to it. Like, I feel anxious if I don't press the button now, but I told myself when you move away from here, you have to like wean yourself from doing that because it's just like. Because I feel like it's actually, it's a stressor, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a yeah.
1: Everyone's got to get going. You can't wait for the light to turn green. Yeah. You got to keep going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so your trip to Taiwan was good. It was successful yes
2: it was oh it was um okay well several things what it was i really liked it because first of all i learned a lot about myself and this is something i'd mentioned to you where it was actually a bit of an awkward trip um because i went with two friends who are like they're like bffs so i for i felt like a third wheel and i realized i hadn't felt like that in a really long time so it made me feel really insecure and just out of place, and um, also it just reminded me how like I guess it's like when you're not faced with something, you kind of think you've like you've like uh, conquered it, right? Because you you're you're not faced with that feeling. So for the longest time, I thought I was like I've moved moved on from feeling insecure about being a third wheel or whatever. But then it just reminded me that no, <laughs> I just hadn't felt it in a long time. So it was it was. It, I, felt I took it as an exercise of, like, um, how, to, how to deal with that, and how to deal with it on my own terms. Like, not – because usually I – the first thing I do is I, like, put myself down or tell myself, oh, you have to be this. You have – like, you're a failure if you don't, like, join into the conversation, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, you know what? Like, that's, like, what – I think I should do but what do I really want to do it's like, you know I don't mind just sitting here not saying anything, you know, and I mean it made it kind of awkward, but Like it, it was just like
1: would you say it was mutually awkward?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was another singularly awkward moment really but um But it was cool like I, I feel like I saw it as a learning experience and I um, I realized things I have to work on, which is a lot of it is really just self-confidence and stuff like that. So um yeah. And I also learned a lot about my family. Interesting stories.
1: Would you feel comfortable sharing?
2: Yeah, because story? these are these are not secrets. I was trying I was actually trying to look for secrets, but then the conversation turned into a very general like so I had asked I was trying to like asked one of my uncles about our family secrets, but another uncle, he's married into the family and he likes to talk. He decides to give me this like, world history lesson about Taiwan and China and also other parts of the world. Um,
1: It wasn't like the Dumbledore family dark secret.
2: No, it was more like, this is where you came from and stuff, which I was like, okay, fine, I'll go with this because this is all interesting information.
1: I need to know, you need to know it. like yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like it's, I feel like everyone listening, I feel like it's really cool. Like you should try to figure out your roots and stuff because, um, I, like, I really just think like history is important and I think your own personal history is like the most important because it's about you and it makes up who you are and all that stuff. So anyway, um, I found out that on my, so my, so now we're talking about my dad's side who they've lived in Taiwan for like 400 years. like So they're pretty native Taiwanese. So my dad's father's side, they came from China like 400 years ago from a province called Henan. And so th- this was a, a new thing for me because the longest time I thought all my roots were from southern China, but Henan is in northern China. So I was like, oh, I actually have northern chinese blood i did not know that and then my grandmother my paternal grandmother so her family they're really native to taiwan so they're first of all they're like hakka so they're that's like another group of like chinese that moved to taiwan like 400 years ago but also she has aboriginal blood blood so i'm trying right now i'm trying to find out which tribe she's from because I think that's so fucking cool.
1: So it's like the Native Americans of Taiwan. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like I'm like hoping because so where she the region where her family's from, it could be there's this group called the Atayal. And they're the people who tattoo their faces, which I which I think is so cool. And I'm like really hoping that's where my line is from. But and we've gone
1: back to face tattoos on the and, podcast.
2: And and they used to be headhunters
1: wait what's a headhunter
2: people who chop off heads
1: (laughs) wait what do they do with the heads when they chop them off i don't know they like display oh yeah put them on poles right
2: yeah probably but i was like whoa like that's so wild but um so there it's possible that I'm from that tribe. And also, so also like, from that side, my, gra- my grandmother's great-great-great-great-grandmother is Dutch because the Dutch occupied Taiwan for a little bit. Holy so, shit. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, Whoa. so
2: I just feel like... I was just like, wow, my lineage is very... Within, like, Asia and everything, it's pretty mixed. It's a very, like all over the place, which I think is cool.
1: So you could be the duchess page, the duchess, <laughs> the duchess
2: page. <laughs> I wish, but then, um yeah, so that's, so those were the most, that was like new stuff I found out and I was like, wow, like that's rad. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think? I think um, so. Also, okay. In general, so now I feel like one of my life's mission. I'm always gonna be looking for my roots because uh, that's just so interesting. It's like being an archaeologist for yourself. You know, like go visit where your grandparents are from and dig up your family skeletons. Like, you know what I mean?
1: It makes your story. It makes me want to go visit like my family in the East Coast. And just and because they're all getting old, and like ask them about. You should like, you should yeah. start
2: there and then keep going, because you said your family they they're from like you have uh, your grandparents are from Russia, right?
1: Uh no, not both of them. My grandmother's family. Yeah, yeah, like I
2: feel like you could just keep if you keep going back, you can find, you know, where your relatives are from, and then like I don't know, do like a over your lifetime, do like a, what is it? Like a, like a tra- travel, like a journey to the past and like go to the different countries you're from.
1: Everywhere, yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that's, I just think that's <laughs> so cool. Like, yeah. Well, I
1: guess technically my brother has done that. I mean, he spent a month traveling to Mexico. He's been to Italy and now he's in Israel. So he's hit all three of my uh, ethnicities. I've only done one.
2: Yeah, but I feel yeah. especially you guys. I feel like you could probably travel the whole world.
1: I mean, that's the goal, you know. I my I mean, I pretty much want to visit every country. Yeah. So that is the eventual. That is the eventual. Like I mean, that's one of the reasons why I always say like I don't want to have kids because I mainly work, so I can save money to travel. Yeah. And um, I can see that it's totally. I can see that's a total thing happening. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, your story reminds me of this book I read a couple years ago or it's like um this Chinese American woman she's like uh she's a writer she like went to China and like traced back her lineage to like this random village somewhere found this like this distant 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 relative who was like this really old lady and like yeah she just found out about her like her genealogy and everything and the lady was freaking out she was like what do I call you? What do you want? What are you? What do I tell people you are to me? Because she... I don't have this American. And like, but that's what, like... That's what, like... If I traveled to, like, another country to do that, that's what how I imagine it would be. Like, fuck. Ah.
2: Oh, my God. You know what I realized I want to do now? What? So, okay. So, my paternal grandmother... So, when she married into my dad's side... I mean... The, I guess this is, it was like, there was like a lot of drama involved, but basically she was ostracized from her family. So I don't know anything about my grandmother's family because she, first of all, never wanted to talk about it. Now she's dead, so I can't ask her. So it's like, I just realized I should look for them. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. just...
1: Well, like, bring them back to the family, like, no, I, like as part of this family. I, I feel them. like
2: it wouldn't be a warm welcome, but I just, I just want to meet them, you know, and be like, I want to, because actually, that's the one thing that I really was sad about was that, like, because my grandma, I felt like she had so many secrets, you know. Like, first of all, I didn't know, I don't know how many siblings she had. I think she has like nine siblings, but it's like I don't know, like any of them, and it's like she just. And it's like now I'll never know. So it's like maybe I should just like become a detective, detective archaeologist, and just unearth the secrets. That should just that should just be my life's mission.
1: I mean, yeah, because we always think our family members are always older and we think, oh, they're just grandma or aunt or whatever, but they yeah. have this whole life of shit that happened before us. Yeah. Especially during the times they were all alive. Where there were like wars and revolutions and like, you know, world changing things.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And if you found like yeah, if you found like your backpack family, you could probably make a... you could make a novel out of that.
2: Yeah, you know what actually I really wanna write so I think this has been in the back of my head, but first of all I've always wanted to write a novel. Like a not a novel, but yeah, a novel. Um and I I felt like I wanted I just want to write about my family because I just think like I think I feel like if it's possible everyone should write about their family because there's just so many untold stories and they're just so fascinating and it would be cool to like pen it like because first of all no one has a history book on themselves you know so it's like like I don't care about writing a memoir like I don't want to write about just my life that's like so like ugh. but to write about like, the people who came before me, that would be so cool. And I think, like, um, so before, yeah, like, I was starting to know more secrets about the family and everything. And now I just realize I've hit the ultimate secret, which is, like, stuff where that people would think I can't reopen because the, the person that held the secrets is gone, you know? But it's, like, with enough digging, I can, I believe I can do this
1: and it's kind of it's almost like a responsibility or like an honor like you could like you're bringing you're almost in a way bringing them back
2: yeah yeah and the thing is it's like even if like like my goal isn't to like you know reunite everyone and become one big happy family because I feel like there's so much hurt and pain that that it's, like, I feel like that's just a task that I don't think I can do. But I feel like I could bring maybe, like, closure or just, you know, just... I mean, I don't know. Like, just... There's something... I just feel like there's something I feel like I, I could do to help.
1: <laughs> so are you going to, like, really pursue it to, like, write this? Like, are you going to go for it? Or is it just, like, something in the future more?
2: I feel like right now, like... I'm doing, I'm basically laying out the crumbs, you know, where I'm like, okay, so, because before I was going to find my mom's side of the family and like, I mean, it could be like everything, but for now, I just realized the most secretive part and the most interesting to me is my, because also I was very close to my paternal grandmother, like super close. So I think it would be special for me to like look into her life and everything um, I don't, like I don't know how much I can like at this point I feel like I'm just gonna do a lot of research and then when I find the right stories or whatever then I'd start writing.
1: Imagine if you found like her diary or something, that would be the gold mine.
2: Yeah, I wonder maybe I could ask if she kept a diary, but then I would need I would need like my mom to read it to me because <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> So my mom would have to, like, read everything.
1: No, you could use the app, where, you know, you just you take a picture of it. It's, but
2: then it's like, it's not going to make any sense. I tried uh, doing that, like, when we were in Taiwan, we tried to, I was like, I want to order some food. So I did the app where you take the picture and it just didn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I think we have to wait a couple of years until that, yeah. goes, that whole thing gets perfected. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. That sounds like you had a really awesome trip, though. Like yeah, your most. It sounds like it sounds like it was a really personal trip.
2: Yeah, I felt like it was definitely yeah because even though I went with people, but the circumstances and everything, I felt like it was more about like it was very me. Like I felt really like okay, I'm gonna learn a lot about myself in terms of not just like my family, but about my personality and like how I deal with situations, you know. And so I feel like. A lot of like personal growth too.
1: Mm. So this is like the sixth year of shedding right here. It's like the next one, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I'm slowly
2: uh. I'm shedding all the skin. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, so those are our trips to Hong Kong and Taiwan. Uh, coming up, we're going to be doing more traveling. You're coming to L.A. and I'm going to Portland in a couple weeks.
2: Woohoo!
1: Yeah. So it's it's not gonna be quite as exotic, but still. Yeah. It's gonna be fun.
2: It's still traveling.
1: Yeah, it's still traveling. And oh it's gonna be the it's gonna be the reverse. So like when I went to Hong Kong, I was there for like almost two weeks. You went to Tai Tai, tai Chung for three days. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna be in LA for a couple of weeks, and I'm going to Portland for like only three days. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> so, so, like, I had my big trip, you had a mini one, now you're having a bigger one, and I'm having a mini one.
2: How long is the flight to Portland?
1: It's, like, three hours. Okay.
2: Yeah, you know. and it's kind of, like, a short distance from where you're living. Yeah. That's but what I still, did. Oh, it's
1: my still, God. It's still the West Coast. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I was, I know, I was going to ask if you want to come, you're going to be in L.A. when I go, but mm-hmm. I know you're going to have, like, a, you have a million things to do. Like, Wait, when, when are, are you leaving? Uh the week oh i'm probably gonna go on july 7th that midnight and then come back the next monday so i guess i guess that would be july 11th
2: well you're pretty much leaving when i leave because my last full day in la is july 8th i think oh yeah
1: i keep forgetting when you're coming it's this month. It's June. Yeah, huh? I'm.
2: Ex- I'm coming next Saturday. Oh
1: shit! Okay.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize because I was like, oh, I have two weeks in Hong Kong before I go, but I was like, no, I actually just have one. So I have this Saturday, and then next Saturday, I'm in. I'm flying. So I really just have one Saturday, bef- like between my trips.
1: And so. But you're... I mean, you're not leaving Hong Kong for good. You're still going back to Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is... Uh, it. Okay, I think for a second you were like, this is it. I was like, No, whoa, no, no, whoa, whoa, no whoa, whoa. way. Like, it'd be a big... A lot more talk on that if it was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so this is... Okay, but this time we we should definitely podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will we'll definitely... Yeah, fuck it. We have to <laughs> make time for it. Yeah. So we say... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like... Because... In the, so the last episode, we t- I mentioned how we should podcast more, how we should, I think we should just go back to bi-weekly, it yeah. was nice. Yeah, yeah
1: that, that, I think that works, and I think that works too, because, and then like, the pending, yeah, no, no, that would be perfect actually. Um, yeah. And we could, uh, yeah, like, we, we could like, yeah, get back on track, everything was crazy for a while, but um yeah, we actually have an email from the Penguin Ninja from April 28th. Oh,
2: my gosh. We should – is it too old to – we should just answer it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a short one. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, so he emailed me um, last week. He's actually starting a podcast with his friend.
0: Wow. So
1: keep a lookout uh, for that one, y'all. That's going to be – that's going to be a good one. I'm. I'm yes. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, so – um, I have it pulled up, so do you want me to just read the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. So this is based on episode 50. So I'll just like reference what we talked about. So the first question is about No Lights, No Lycra. Did Paige end up going to that dark dance party? <laughs> <laughs> You've been going a million times.
2: <laughs> yes, I've been uh-huh. going. So I I've, since I talked about going, I went to every single one of their... Uh, their uh dance parties <laughs>
1: yeah I went with you
2: <laughs> Yes that was super, that was a really fun night because I noticed that so in the beginning like it was pretty crowded there was a lot of people and then towards the end we kind of made a pretty big dance circle between our group like people kind of backed away and we had a pretty big circle I thought that was really fun.
1: I didn't even realize that I was just dancing. Yeah cuz I
2: I noticed that I was like oh we have space and I looked around and there were people behind me but before we had we were we did we're just kind of dancing individually and then we just yeah it was cool.
1: It was fun. It was really good. And I actually yeah. went, and I went I went and I went back to the LA one cuz um I hadn't been like for like 2 months. Did you been, tell them? Huh? Yeah, did I did. T- yeah. I did. What do they say? Uh, um yeah. Oh, it's like she, Yeah, like she, okay, so the girl who runs it, she like travels around goes to different ones too. Uh-huh. And I think she's. I think she's been to the one in Germany. No, she's been to the one in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, she was like, oh, that's really rad. And I just told her how different it was and how it's in the basement. And she knows about the Hong Kong one. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, so like I I I, I, and I realized so like since I hadn't been in a while, I realized how different it is. Like, so when you try the LA one, it is pitch black dark. <laughs> There's no lights whatsoever. The one in Hong Kong, I, like, it's, it's in a different space. Um, it's in a basement. It's in a basement club. And um, there's there's lights. You, you, you're never in complete darkness. Uh-huh. The one in LA, and I think since this is my first time going since daylight savings. Like before when I would go, it was already nighttime, right? So my mm-hmm. eyes had already adjusted to the dark. But mm-hmm. now when I go, it's daylight, and I go mm-hmm. in to a compl- It's even worse. It takes it took me forever to adjust to the light, wow, to the darkness. Wow, what an experience. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was it, and, and and pretty much yeah. You have a lot more space, and um, I the, I I think I think this one is more towards the the girls' taste. So they play a little bit more hip hop music at this at the LA one. Mm-hmm. But um, they did play. I I requested a song. Like you could always re- request different songs. Um. And, you know, I I love both. I love love how like each one, I I feel like each one represents the city, you know, LA is really spacious. The Mm -hmm. one in in LA is more spacious. Um, The one in Hong Kong, it's real, you're close together with everybody. It's really crowded. Um, But it's still, but it's like more of a party. Yeah. so like I feel like I, so I want to I'm excited to eventually try a different one and just see if that one represents the city too like if any no, no lifestyle so like just is just is a representation of that city
2: I totally noticed so I think the last time we went I, it wasn't so much but before like the previous ones I've been to I noticed that my like they play more stuff that was popular in the uk because like my british friend that I used to go with she would know like Like every time they played an older song, she knew all of it, and most people knew all of it, but like I wasn't as familiar with it. So I feel like that in that sense, too, that it also represents the crowd because most of the most people who most expats are British, I think, in Hong Kong. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh, so that's interesting. So yeah, it's like the crowd, whoever's there. Yeah, huh? Well, I mean, you gotta find out if there's one in Switzerland when you move there.
2: There isn't, there is not. I've checked. I thought considered, I was like, maybe I could start it up, but then it's a lot of work and I am don't like starting things up. <laughs>
1: but you're going to be traveling around Europe, so you could find other ones. Like Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next time you go to London.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, wait, they don't have one in London. Really? Someone needs to start it in London. How, yeah. How can there not one, the, be one in the London? The ones in Europe, it's like Berlin, Paris, and one other place, but it's not London.
1: Well, okay, you know, actually... You know what? I, I've never really wanted to go to Paris. I care. I, mean, I want to go to France someday, but not Paris. But yeah. I really want to go to Berlin at some point. Yes.
2: Oh, my God. What if we went to the Berlin one together? That would be yeah. so cool.
1: We should. Oh, <laughs> we could go there. Our zine, was, our zine went there before us.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> we should be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So people, our, our work is there now. Pe- German people are reading our zine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so back to the letter. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't even... Pick uh, Penguin Ninja. I don't even know how to react to Michael and his best friend's transsexual adventure. That was when um, they picked some um, a possible trans- transgender person, picked, um, you know, had Michael and his friend John pull up and give Johnny a blowjob while Michael was writing poetry in the car next door. <laughs> And she tried, and she tried to give him anal of uh, his friend, and he freaked out. Of course, we don't know. He might have gave he then might have been anal. We don't know the whole truth. But
2: uh, <laughs> wait, that wasn't mentioned in the last episode. You never mentioned that.
1: Really, I really oh.
2: no, he didn't.
1: Well, we don't. Need, Michael doesn't know because he just he was just really freaked out. And then when Mike, Michael wanted to go and have his turn for a blow job, and it's like, no, 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 I don't want you experiencing this, and so. <laughs>
2: Uh, Spoken like a true friend. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, I was dying at Vince yelling at the at the woman, the homeless woman, saying the devil saying 66 <laughs> You probably still Find her dreams. <laughs> uh, I have I have not seen her since, so that says something. <laughs> uh, oh, this is me about complaining about Facebook. I'm with Vince on that interested in event on Facebook thing. I like that it pops up on my feed so so that I can see something I want to go to. But then I get annoyed if people say interested. Just say you will go because there isn't anything you're going to lose. (laughs) We all know you are interested when you're saying you're growing. Besides, it's a way to show others and get people together. One of those talking points. See, that's one of the – I like how you think that way. It's a way to get people to get together. Like, Mm. yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that one. Let's see. Uh, Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, okay. So this is still the same subject. It did help me plan a moonlit canoe trip in June.
0: Ooh.
1: I'm assuming this is last June. unless It was written from the future. (laughs) 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 Where my friend texts me and I text two others who wanted to go on the event. So yeah, that's happening. Oh, oh, so it's happening now. Oh, okay. Should be fun unless we fall into the river or get eaten by a bear oh man um I, I i wonder if i mentioned on the podcast when we all chase a bear into the river um on no yosemite trips
2: oh my god no
1: I'll, I'll save it for another episode yeah we'll yeah. save the letter um yeah penguin ninja um since we're already like in the middle of june i'm assuming it's happening now maybe um,
2: i'll see it on snapchat are you gonna snap the adventure i think you should
1: and tell us about it
2: yes write us an email
1: yeah some Somehow, I missed the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that came out in 2001. My friend said it's a guidebook, so I'm not missing much, I feel. Um, I didn't even know it was. Oh, yeah, it is a real book. I
2: didn't know it was a real book.
1: Oh. I, mean, I think it's just like a little picture book. I don't know. But um, it's not based on the movie. I don't think if it is a book. I don't think no, it's a no book. No, no. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought I would have much more to write, but I swear my brain is turning to mush. <laughs> well, it's a lovely letter anyways.
2: Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. We truly appreciate it.
1: Yes. Um, Paige, so I want to talk to you about some movies that I've seen lately. Okay. So I just saw my two favorite movies of the year um, over the last couple weeks. Uh, oh, uh, within the last week. Um, second my, so my second favorite movie of the year so far is The Nice Guys. Uh-huh. It's with Russell Crowe and... Um, what's his name? Uh you know um Ryan Gosling Oh okay. Have you heard of this movie? Nope. Okay, so it's really it's a, it's pretty much like a buddy a buddy a kind of, kind of a buddy team uh noir. Okay, so it's, it's an L a very LA 1970s noir crime mystery comedy. Uh-huh. And it stars Ryan Gosling in a comedy he plays he plays like a very funny role and Russell Crowe is fat. <laughs> really fat. And they both play like really shitty investigators trying to like solve um, the mob, the mob trying to take over the porn industry in 1970s L.A. And um, a teenage girl is involved and they have to try to find her. And it is just hilarious.
2: Okay, I'll check that out.
1: Um, Yes. And then that. So, yeah, check that one. And then the other movie is. Oh, my God. It's um, Sing Street. And this movie is probably my favorite movie in the last five to ten years.
2: Wow! That, you know, okay, so my sister's been begging me to see this movie.
1: I, you got, oh, so she's seen it.
2: My sister's seen it, she's like, please, please see this movie. And I was like, so it's been on the back of my head. But then,
1: you, oh yeah, so in the last
2: five to ten years, that's amazing.
1: It, yeah, it's any Wes Anderson movie, it blows the last Star Wars movie out of the water. Wow! It blows wow. Mad Max out of the water. It's um, Okay, first of all, it's directed by the guy who did Once, uh-huh. um, so it's a mu- so it's like, very music related, and it's pretty much about uh, this teenager in the 1980s in Ireland, um, he, he starts a band, so it's just all about starting a band, he starts it for, initially for this girl that he likes to be in his music videos, but it's really based on 80s music, so he's like really, so the whole movie's about, you know, The Cure, Duran Duran, like all the 80s pop bands, Okay. And, and the music is just so fucking good. Like, the sound... The original music is so good. Like, I just... And... And really, that movie... And, like, there's just so many good lines in the movie where, like, the... the like, the lead... The leading actress, she says how Yushiku can never go halfway in creating your art. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, Yeah, the movie is really good for, like, if you're in any creative field, any artist. Like, it's such an inspiring movie. Okay. And... Um, I saw it twice, and um, I'm probably going to watch it. I can I just see, see myself watching it every weekend so it's not in theaters anymore.
0: Wow! <laughs> but it's, it's, right now, it's only
1: played in one theater. in, L, in pa, It's the play at the Lemley in Pasadena. That's the only okay. theater in playing in LA right now. Um, I don't even know if it's playing in Hong Kong.
2: It is. I've seen postage for it. It's playing at Broadway Cinematheque. Oh my god. I have, to, I have to check to see if it's still playing.
1: you got to check. And, and you know what? You've got to see it in theaters. Like it's, okay. That's the way to see it. Okay. It's, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I don't even want to talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil it. But like, uh-huh. it's seriously, oh, it's it's one of my favorite movies ever. Like, it's just so good. It's 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 everything. I I haven't felt that this inspired by a movie, like in ye- in so long.
2: Wow. Okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna try to watch it this weekend.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, get on that. Cause, oh yeah. I I I mean I'm probably gonna watch it again this weekend. Okay. <laughs> And I have, this, I already have the soundtrack, and um, and it's just, yeah, it's just so many good friends. I don't, again, I'm be repeating myself in circles. Anyone in the world watch Sing Street, you won't be disappointed. It's really the perfect film. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And and um, the lobster was just okay. <laughs> like I is, haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and it's funny. Actually, Sing Street was so good, it made me like the lobster less. Wow. It maybe <laughs> <a> lowered the <laughs> opinion of another movie. <laughs> so, yeah. lower like,
2: the opinion of another unrelated
1: movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I hope you get to see it in the theaters. Yeah, like you're, okay. yeah, yeah. Tiffany is right. It's you got to see it. It's so it's okay, amazing. cool. Um. Yeah. Um. How are we for time?
2: Um, we're coming up at 55 minutes, um, and I think I sh- we should wrap up because I'm starving.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I have one quick thing. I had this hilariously awkward situation about an mm-hmm. hour ago I was at Target at the checkout stand and so I'm checking out things and the cashier girl goes to the other cashier girl and is like, why are you freaking out? And I turn around and the other cashier girl is like, oh my God, oh my God. So I'm like, what? And, she, they're, and they're both looking like behind me. So I'm like, is someone famous here? And she's like, yeah, it's like this hip hop artist I really like. And I'm like, oh, you should talk to, you should, you should go say hi to him. And she's like, I can't do it. I'm too awkward. And then the cashier's like, no, you should do it. You should do it. And we're both like, go, go, go. <laughs> and then she's like, take a selfie with her. She's like, no, I can't do it. And then, um, so she was really awkward about it, which I can relate because i I was, I used to be like super awkward in front of my favorite like musicians. And. Um, it was, it was really cute, but it, it was, anyway, before I left, I'm like, good luck with, you know, and she's like, thanks, and then I left, <laughs> but uh, that was, a, it, you know, so it was an awkward moment, but this was like not the normal awkward moment. It was kind of like a, a positive awkward moment. That I yeah, that was a
2: cute awkward moment. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, she wasn't a worst human. It was like a best human mm-hmm. of the day. Like, you know, it was a fellow awkward person. Yes. So that was a nice story. And yeah, um, that's episode 52. I think this one is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, until next time, keep it
0: awkward.